Well, it is uh, great to be with you guys today. Our servers are going to collect our offering uh, right now in a moment. We just appreciate your generosity so much and your faithfulness in that. Thank you guys so much. And um, as, they're, as they're doing that, let me just, uh, well, number one, just so excited for Casey, man. Anytime we get to celebrate with somebody, it's just, just awesome. So just so thrilled to see him. And we had, a, we had a, uh, another special lady last weekend, if you were here, that uh, took that same step, Ramona Sierra. We got a picture of her as well, so we want to give it up for her. We don't want to forget to celebrate this good stuff. Now, as we, as we mentioned, I hope that you've signed up for a life group. If you haven't, it's not too late. I uh, would love for you to be involved in a group. We're going to be going for the next six weeks. I'm going to do a series looking at the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' most famous sermon, and our small groups are going to be going deeper into that study, and we've written curriculum that goes alongside with it, and would love for you to be involved, get to know some other people, and uh, we're going to have a launch group, uh, life group launch party tonight. It'll be in this room from 5.30 to 7.30. Texas Roadhouse is catering, so we've got a great meal planned. We're going to have a uh, trivia night, which is always a just a blast. If you haven't been a part of that, it's so fun. It's going to be a great time. There's no charge, uh, but we would love for you to come out and be part of that tonight at 530. Uh, but be sure to let us know if, if you haven't already that you're coming. We want to make sure we've got enough space, and we're just about full, I think. We do have a few more seats available, but uh, we'd love for you to join us. Now, we are, we're wrapping up this series. We've been five weeks in the book of Proverbs. And the question that was rattling around in my head this week is, what do you think is the difference between a person who is fulfilled and they are, they're satisfied in life and, and the rest of the world that, that just seems like they're just struggling and never content? Well, what's the difference between someone who they, they succeed in their relationships and they're, they're healthy you know, emotionally, they're, they're stable, they're... Their, uh, their lives are heading in a, in a good direction. They're well-connected to God and with other people, and they're just, they're just peaceful. You know, these people, are just, they're just peace in their life. What's the difference between that person and, and those that are struggling? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not intelligence, because we've all seen a lot of really smart people that can't keep it together, and it's not, uh, it's not talent. It's not even their level of attractiveness because we've all seen some attractive people that can't keep a relationship together. I mean, some of you, maybe you dated one of those people. Don't, don't point at them, but maybe you, you have, you know, and you say, yeah, just because they're good looking doesn't mean that they can, you know, hold, hold it together. What, what is the difference? I, I would say that it all really boils down to decisions. It all boils down to decisions. The quality of your decisions will determine the quality of your life. I said this a few weeks ago to you if you were here. You make your decisions and your decisions make you. That's, it's the direction your life is heading. So we've talked about wisdom over the last five weeks, looking at the book of Proverbs. And this book in the Old Testament, what is it? It's a, it is a roadmap for us that's showing us this if you, follow these, if you follow this path of wisdom, your life will be better and happier. It's not a guarantee always, but generally speaking, these are things that are going to point you 
towards a better life, a more successful life. And it's just just the reality of it. It's just the nature of it. And I would love for you to remember this. This is kind of my anchor thought this morning, is that wise people, what do they do? They make the right decisions early, and they manage those decisions daily. And this is the problem that a lot of us have. It's It's not a matter of whether or not we know what the right thing to do is or whether or not we know what the wise choice is. A lot of times, we just get burned out. I heard, uh, this, I heard a statistic just this past week. I couldn't believe this, but they said on average, the average person in a day, we make about 35,000 decisions daily. And most of them are, are just so small, you know. I mean, just they seem so ign- insignificant. But what happens in that, because we are constantly faced with making decisions all the time, it leads to what psychologists call uh, decision fatigue, which is... Sometimes it's just easier. I know what the right thing to do is. I know what the wise thing to do is. But it's just a lot easier to do what's easy and to do what's comfortable. And truth be told, we we know this already, but the easy thing is not always, it's probably never the wise thing. Whatever's easy is not, not good for us. And the earlier you make those right decisions and the longer you manage them, the more successful you'll become, the more fulfilled and satisfied your life will be. If you neglect them, neglect to make those right decisions, you'll look back on your life with regret. Proverbs chapter 2 is a powerful reminder. I just want you to hear these words and just think about what, what God's word is saying to us. It says, for the Lord grants wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He's a shield To those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and he protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair and you will find the right way to go. All of us are wondering, what does God want me to do? What does God want me to do? It's not a secret. He's not not hiding it from you. He says if if we're faithful, if we'll seek him, he says that, Wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. This is all good. I mean, these are all good promises. It's going to lead you to a better life. It's going to lead you to be more content, to be more fulfilled. Wise people make the right decisions early and they manage them daily. I was thinking about bad decisions this past week. You know, I've told you through this series... I've uh, told you a couple of my boneheaded, uh, some of my bad decisions, some of my bad moments. Uh, and I thought, you know, I'm kind of tired of showing you all my underwear drawer. So I thought, I want to talk about somebody else's bad decisions. And as I was thinking about that, there's just one commercial that came to my mind. And uh, maybe you remember this. So check this out. I can't, I can't speak to uh, whether or not Geico is a wise decision for you, but 
Uh, but I love that line at the end. Let's head to the cemetery. You know, you just make bad decisions. And, and uh, foolish people, foolish decisions lead to a regretful life. I love the verse Proverbs 2.11. It says, and we just read it, wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. And we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 31 today. This is the very last chapter of the book. And, and uh, as I've mentioned to you, the, the book of Proverbs, it reads very differently than, it, certain, it definitely reads differently than a normal book that has a beginning, middle, and end, you know, and it, and it reads different from other books of the Bible as well. The majority of Proverbs was written by King Solomon, who's considered the wisest man of his day, but it's broken up really into three different sections. At the beginning, chapters 1 through 9, it's like wisdom as a person. So you have like a father giving advice to his son, saying, here are the things you need to avoid. Here are the things that you should be looking for to grow in. And, uh, and it also talks as if a wisdom, like, like a lady of wisdom that's calling out to us to say, you know, choose the right way. Choose the wise path. And then the, the majority of the book, chapters 10 through 29, and when we think about Proverbs, this is typically what we think about, is this part, which are just one-liners, just truthful statements. And the verses aren't necessarily connected to each other, but they're just really good, really good uh, things for us if, if we will embrace them and, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to live these out. Uh, and that's why I've been challenging, challenging you all month, is read a chapter of the Proverbs every day. And uh, at the end of the month, you'll have read the whole book of Proverbs and just say, what's one thing, just one, not all of it, but just one thing that I could embrace and apply in my life today. And if we'll do that, you'll, you'll grow in wisdom. I mean, your life will be so much better and fulfilled. But then the last couple of chapters, chapter 30 and 31, are not written by King Solomon. They're written by two different people. And we looked at chapter 30 last week. It was written by a wise man named Agor. We don't know anything about him other than he wrote Proverbs chapter 30 and that he uh, followed the Lord. Chapter 31 is written by a man named King Lemur. And uh, we, we don't know a, a whole lot about him either. But, but here's really the difference. And what I love about these two chapters is in chapter 30, you've got this guy who is looking for wisdom. And in chapter 31, you, you have a woman who's found it. And you see the result. This is what it looks like in her life. Now, some of you may be familiar with Proverbs 31, and it's, real, uh, it's become real popular for women's ministries to embrace Proverbs 31. And, uh, and, and here's the temptation. The temptation for us is to take Proverbs 31 and to think that it only speaks to women and that it's like a checklist for what it looks like to be a faithful wife. And while there are certainly some good things in there, I, I don't want us to get stuck there. That's not the heart of this. The heart of Proverbs 31, it's, it's written to all of us. It's Again, it's just kind of written through the lens of a wise woman. And it shows us the results of wisdom, what wisdom can produce in your life. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this big problem. I want to revisit this a little bit because... Here's, here's the issue, and this hits every one of us, I mean, right between the eyes this morning. I, I hope you hear this. Fools 
don't know when they're being foolish. That's why we, we call, you know, things in our lives that are blind spots. The nature of a blind spot is it's something you don't see. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And in my job, right, I, I, uh, I interact with a lot of people and I'm, you know, trying to help people and counsel from time to time. And, and this is the thing that is, it's so, it's so frustrating because it's so true. Because I, I see people and they, they come with problems and, and, I, and I feel like if you would just give me the reins of your life for 30 days, we could straighten your life out. Because you're, you're, just, you're making these really bad, foolish decisions, but you don't realize it. You, you don't see it that way. You think you're making good decisions, and you don't understand why it keeps blowing up in your face. Proverbs 13, verse 16 says, Wise people think before they act. Fools don't, and they brag about their foolishness. That's one of the, uh, the tests. So how, how do I know if I'm being foolish or not, right? If we've all got this problem, I don't know if I'm a fool or not. And I gave you a couple of weeks ago this, this pattern that we see in Proverbs, and I'm going to give it to you again so that we can see the difference. The first thing, you've got to ask yourself, okay, do I do this? Fools act before they think. And that's that scripture. Wise people, they think before they act, but fools don't, and they even brag about their foolishness. Do you ever find yourself being emotionally driven? Like you've reacted. Rather than, you, rather than sitting down and thinking, what's the appropriate response here? You just react. Maybe it's out of emotion. Maybe it's out of hormones. Maybe it's out of anxiety or, because, or, or fear. Whatever it is, something in your life that's driving you, it's not wisdom, it's something else. And that's what this verse is getting at. Do you ever do, you ever do something and, and immediately after you've done it, whether you said something, you acted out, you did whatever it was, you did something, and after the fact you felt regret. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? Why do I keep doing these things? You know, you, you ever, those of you who are married, or if you're, if you're dating, it maybe happens to you sometimes too, but do you ever get into an argument with your spouse and there's a moment where you just, you know, you're going toe-to-toe. And there's the moment where you realize I'm wrong. And they're right. <laughs> What's your next move? Because for me, when I was really young and stupid, like just, you know, a couple of months ago, <laughs> uh, I, I would, when I realized, like if Megan and I were in a, in a fight, and I, she'd make a point, And I'm like, dang it. She's right, but I can't let her know that. So what I would do is I would keep driving my point home. Like, nope, I just, la, 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 I'm ignoring the truth because we're just, I'm just staying focused on this point and just keep going. But now I've, I've learned, and the book of Proverbs has helped me with that a lot. So now what I do is I create a diversion. <laughs> so if we're arguing and... I'll just say, oh, I, you know, I don't mean to uh, change the subject, but have you done something new with your hair? God, this looks great. And that outfit, is that a new outfit? You look smoking hot. This is great. This is so great. And, and then what happens is she forgets all about the argument. We go off to other activities, you know. 
and I'm, I'm giving you away my secrets right now, so nobody tell her. I don't think she's in here. Nobody, she wasn't in first service either, so nobody tell her that stuff. But my point is this. Fools act before they think. So what does a wise person do? A wise person has a plan of action. They, they take the time to slow down, think it through, ask God, guide me. You know, he, the Lord cares about us. He cares about all the decisions that we make every day. And that, so a wise person says, God, would you, would you help me? Would you tell me the path to take right now? Proverbs 16, verse 3 is a great promise. This is one, this is worthy of, of remembering or committing to memory. It says, you commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Commit your actions. What are you doing? What are you trying to do? What are the things that you're up against? Commit that stuff to God, and when you do that, your plans will succeed. Take the time to slow down, to not be driven by emotions, to not be manipulated by your feelings, or, or you know, whatever, whatever the, the flesh wants in the moment. Take time to think about this. Okay, God, give me wisdom in this moment. When you do that, when you do that thing... God will, will give you wisdom and it will lead you down a successful path. Look at the results of this in Proverbs 31. It says of this woman, it says, She gets up before dawn, so she gets up early, to prepare breakfast for her household and to plan the day's work. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She's energetic and strong, a hard worker. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. So what's the result of wisdom there? This woman, she, she, she wakes up early. She sets the alarm clock, makes sure she's up. She plans the day out. She's got a plan of action. It says that she inspects a field and then buys it. What do you take from that? She doesn't make impulse buys. She wasn't driven by emotion. It you know, how many of us, we, we've made that purchase, and you immediately have buyer's remorse. Like, why did I buy this? I didn't need this thing. Now I'm, it's on the credit card, and I've got to pay it off. She doesn't do that. She's thought it out. She's weighed the options. She knows this is a good decision, and then she goes for it. That's wisdom. Here's another sign if you say, okay, fools don't know if they're being foolish. So how do I know? How do I know if, if I've got a... A blind spot in my life. Well, here's another one. Got to take a big, ugly look in the mirror. Got to really be honest. Fools spend all they earn. Proverbs 21 says, The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools, they spend whatever they get. And everybody pushes back on that. I, I don't know anybody that, that hears that verse and says, Well, yeah, that's probably true. We, we all hate that one. Why, why does it make us all prickly? Because we love money. We love our stuff. And I don't want anybody to tell me how to spend my money. Don't tell me what to do with my money. But, but here's the problem is we always seek out comfort. We seek out easy. It's hard to be disciplined and to ask the hard questions of, am I, am I making wise choices? Am I being wasteful? Is there anything in my life that, that I really don't need? And so I'm just spending all of, all of my money up. But what about wisdom? Here's the difference. A wise person has a plan for their finances. You know, you might call it a budget, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you whatever system you want to 
whatever name you want to use for it, they've got a plan. Look at what wisdom can bring into your life. Proverbs 31. So she makes sure that her dealings are profitable. And her lamp burns late into the night because she's working. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. That's interesting. The next one's even more interesting. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. Now, there's a lot there. Uh, this is a person who's making sure she makes more money than she spends, or she's spending less than what she earns. She's got a budget. She has a plan. I was talking to somebody a couple of years ago, and they, they admitted, they said, man, I'm, I'm really not very good with money. Uh, I don't like to think about it, and I've just never been very good with it. And I said, well, don't you think it's time that you started getting good at it? You know, you're going to have to learn that, right? And they said, well, no, no, I don't want to deal with that. I've got a system. Like, okay, <laughs> what's your system? And I said, well, it's simple. It says every time, you know, I use my debit card, and whenever I go to use my debit card and it says declined, I know I'm out of money. So I got to stop spending. So that's not a very good system. That's kind of foolish. But, uh, but, but then there's, there's this person who says, I'm going to make wise choices with my, with my finances. And, and in Proverbs 31, not only is she wise with that, she's also planned for generosity. She, it says she opens a helping hand to the poor and she opens her arms to the needy. That's real wisdom. That's a person who knows it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And she's planned for that. She knows that I can't give if I don't, if, if I don't live within my means, then I'll never be able to bless another person. I'll never be able to help someone else if I just spend it all. And, so, and that's true for us. We can't be a blessing if we're using it all up or and, you know, we keep borrowing money to buy things that we don't need. And it says that she doesn't fear for winter. Did you catch that one? She has no fear of winter because everybody has warm clothes. She's planned for the future. See, everybody knows that. Everybody knows. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of wisdom. It doesn't take a great deal of wisdom to know that winter is coming, right? In, in three months from now, it's not going to be 75 degrees and sunny. It's going to be, there's some snow, some ice, some cold. Like, it's going to be cold outside, we have to plan for that. Nobody gets caught off guard because, oh, no, I didn't know it got cold in Louisville, Kentucky. What's this? Like, nobody does that. We know winter is, is on its way, right? But are you planned? And this, this woman, she, she knows she's budgeted. She's prepared. Do you feel what, that, what kind of peace that would bring into your life if you had that where you, you don't have to worry? Like, oh, I know that, you know, winter is coming, but it's going to be okay. Let me give you an example of, of how this has worked out for my family recently. Um, we have known for the last few years, we, we bought our house nine years ago, and I knew when I bought it that the air conditioner uh, was going to eventually have to be replaced. But I didn't want to deal with that because <laughs> that's expensive. Well, anyway, it, uh, it was having all kinds of problems. And a, a few years ago, I had the repairman come out, and he was kind of putting Band-Aids on it. 
And, uh, and he told me, he says, listen, you've got to replace this thing. He's got all these issues. You've you got to replace it. It still works, but it's, it's going to go out. And, uh, and so I said, oh, man. And I, I got sticker shock, you know, when I realized how much it costs to put in a new air conditioning. And, uh, and I said to the guy, I said, well, I, I, I'm not prepared to spend that kind of money right now. You know, I, I, I would have to save up. And, and he says, oh, nobody pays cash for a new air conditioner. He said, we offer financing. And he pulls out the brochure and he shows me, here's the interest rates and here's what your monthly payment will be and blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know, I, I just felt like that's not what I want to do. That doesn't feel wise to me, right, to take on debt. And the thing is still working, although it's not working great, but it is working. And I said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off. I just, I just don't feel good about this. So uh, we waited, and, and uh, truthfully, honestly, I prayed about it. I said, God, I don't know what to do with this, but I, I need help, and uh, guide me. Show me what to do. And Megan and I decided that what we were going to start doing is we are going to start putting a few bucks away every week, you know, into this little air conditioning fund. And every week we did that. We, we'd get paid, we'd take a few bucks out and move it over into this other account, and just leave it there and say, this is for when the time comes, you know, we'll replace the air conditioner. And, uh, and that thing held on. It worked for a, a couple, two to three more years. And this, just a few months ago, it, it, it was done. It gave up the ghost. I called the guy back out and, uh, and said, okay, looking at, looking at replacing it. And, uh, and, and we did. We replaced it. And I had enough money in that account. I was able to pay cash for it and, and be done. Now, I tell you that to tell you this. When I had that extra money sitting there, I cannot tell you how tempting it was every year. Christmas comes around. You think I don't want to dip into that? You don't think I could come up with every excuse? Why? Oh, we'll just take a little bit out. You know, I'll replace it later. You know, or spring break, and all I can think about is get my butt on a beach right now. You know, and and like fighting every. There's just every temptation. When you got a little, it's just it was burning a hole in my pocket. Is what I'm trying to tell you. But we just we just resisted that. We held out. And we were able to pay for this air conditioner. And then just a couple of weeks later, we've had one of the hottest summers. I can't tell you how grateful I am that we were able to, to replace that thing. And I didn't have to go into debt for it. And I can't take credit for that. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying that to say, oh, look at me, look what we did. What I'm saying is Proverbs 16 verse 3 just keeps proving true in my life. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And I want you to have that. I want you to experience. I, I'm not lying. This, this thing, it just keeps proving true in my life. Whatever it is, commit your action to God and your plans will succeed. I know some people would look at me and say, oh, well, you were just lucky. I would say, no, I was blessed because I committed it to God and he took care of my needs and, and he helped me to be wise and faithful even in this small little thing. And that plan succeeded. Here's another one. If you say, okay, how do I know if I'm, if I'm making wise decisions or if I'm making foolish decisions? Fools hurt those that they love. Proverbs 14, verse 1 says, A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. You've got to be honest now. 
and you look at your relationships, you look in your family, in your home, are you domineering? Do you have to be right all the time? Do you, do you love to nitpick and get into fights? And do you, does it have to be your way or the highway? Do you always have to be right? What, is, there, is there turmoil at home? And are you the cause of it? Or at least you're a contributor to it. And then let's wade over into, into this other category, which is abuse. Abusive people are fools, plain and simple. There's no question. If you, and, and I just know this because the statistics don't lie. I know that I'm talking to people right now in this room that this is you. You are an abuser. You abuse your family. And what I'm saying, and I, I hope that you hear this, and I say this in as much love as I can muster, you're a fool. And that's coming from someone who grew up with an abusive father. And I tell you, man, we looked great on Sunday morning when we were there every single week. But we were really messed up. And my dad is a fool. And you are too, if this is you. You have to break the cycle. You have to. Because what you're doing, you're destroying your family. And you're destroying your life. And you're not going to realize that until you're old and lonely. And nobody has to be around you anymore. But you're destroying yourself. You're destroying everything around you. Seek wisdom. Look at the difference in this. Fools hurt those that they love. But a life of wisdom, a wise person, is a blessing to their family. You think about, again, okay, think about you. Would this, would this be you? You say, man, my family, I, I, I know that I'm a blessing for them. Proverbs 31 says this, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She's more precious than rubies. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. That's wisdom. That's the fruit of it. You know, is, is that you bring good to others. If you're a wise person making wise decisions, you are bringing fruit to everyone else. You're enriching everyone else's lives. It's, it's the opposite of selfishness is what it is. It's the opposite of I have to always be right. It has to always be my way. You have to listen to me. You have to do what I want. This is, this is the opposite of that. It's the opposite of abuse. Could you imagine how fulfilling and how peaceful and how calm your home would be if you knew you're a blessing to your family? I pray that you are. I, I pray and I hope, it, and I know many of you are. I know many of you, so I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to the ones in here today that say, mm, I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure, uh, and, and, and maybe, maybe that's me, and I don't know what to do. Maybe that's scary. There's, there's one way to break that cycle, one way, and it's connected to this, this last point that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. Got to be honest. Foolish people, fools, they think they know it all. You can't tell them anything. They don't want to go to counseling. What's the counselor going to tell me? I don't, need to, I don't need to read that book. I could probably write a book. You know, I don't need to talk to God. I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to hear anything. They, they've already, they already know everything. Uh, Proverbs 12 says, to learn, you must love discipline. 
is a stupid to hate correction. It's no good for you. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. It was that old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And some of us, were living that way. It's like, you know, this is who I am. This is who I've been. And it's working okay. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's working. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But here's another version that I really like. It says, if it ain't broke, then break it and make it better. Because nothing stays good forever. And some of y'all in here, this is, this is where you need to move to. Is, yeah, you're, you're, you're hobbling along okay. But your life could be a lot better. You may know a lot of things. You, you may have a lot of experience. But I guarantee you this, you don't know it all. We all have so much that we can be learning and, and growing in. And those who are wise, the people that really have this wisdom that comes from God, they understand that. They know, man, I... I have a lot to learn. You know, they're willing to keep doing the hard work of growing. In Proverbs 31, it says that this woman, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She laughs without fear of the future. Now, I love that line. We'll come back to it in a second. And the next verse says, when she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. A couple powerful things there. First is, so when she speaks, her words are wise, meaning she's not flapping her gums. This woman, she's not spewing off her opinion. You know, we live in a, we live in a culture now with social media. We just feel that, we are, that we're entitled to have our opinion, and everyone should have to hear it. Whether it's right or wrong, this is just my truth, and I want everyone to know my truth. That's fools. That's foolishness. It's foolishness. This woman, the result of wisdom says she is slow to speak when she speaks. It means I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to jump, you know, I'm not going to act without thinking. And then when she speaks, she gives instructions with kindness. That's being slow to anger. When she's allowed her gentleness to be evident to all. And the second thing, this is what I really love, is she laughs without fear of the future. What does that mean? It means that she's trusting the Lord. That's it. It means that her hope is in God. You know, I, uh, I see a lot of people who are living really, really miserable lives. And I mean like they're all twisted up all the time and they're miserable about things that they can't change. And they have, you have no control over Absolutely zero control over this. And, and yet we still, we still are just allow ourselves to be miserable. Uh, and I'll tell you a few ways I see that. One, some of you, oh my gosh, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel bad for you, but you're, you're so worried about politics. I, I just don't know what to say. You've you got to let it go. You're so worried, and you say, but what about our country? And I said, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? You're, you're so mixed up. Your, your life is miserable. You're, you don't have any joy because you're so worried about this. Trust God. Seek wisdom. And when you do this, you'll find this strange thing happens. You'll be able to enjoy your life a lot more. You'll be able to laugh without fear of the future. Some of you are crippled with anxiety. Like every day is a living nightmare for you. 
And I'm so sorry that you feel like that, that every day you're, you just, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if that happens? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You, you have no control, and yet you're, you're, you're in a prison of your own creating. You hold the key. You don't have to stay there. Some of you are discouraged because things in your life are not going the way you wanted them to. You wanted to buy a house, and now the price of houses have gone crazy, and there's not many houses to buy. Some of you wanted to marry this person, but they decided to end things, and now you can't envision a future. You're disappointed. You're discouraged. You're, you're disillusioned. You're confused. What are you going to do? What are you, you going to do? Trust the Lord. Trust God. Seek wisdom and enjoy your life. That's it. You get one chance, just one shot. And the only person that can make you happy in this life other than the Lord is you. you your, your life is going to be so brief. And you've got to choose to be joyful despite circumstances because life is going to go on. Whether or not you like it, even though I know you think, I want everything to stop right now. It's not going. It's just a mile a minute. We're going. We're, we're moving. We're going. Choose to trust the Lord so that you can laugh without fear of the future. I'm going to close with these last few verses. This is the end of the book of Proverbs. He said, okay, we've spent five weeks talking about it. What's the result? What is the end? Like if we could put a pin in this, tie a bow. What's the gift of wisdom? What does it do for us? It says, her, her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. You just insert your name there. Like I said, this isn't just written to women. This, isn't just, this, is, this, is, this is just written so we'll kind of have an illustration, a picture of what it looks like. Your family will... Stand and bless you. Your spouse will be so grateful for you, will be so thankful that they met you and that you're a part of their life. If you fear the Lord, if you, which, is, which means if you take God seriously, if you take him seriously, your life will be better in every way. Now, I know there's a lot of heavy stuff. It's hard, hard stuff. That's why, it, that's why not many people are pursuing it. It takes effort. We have to seek wisdom. But here is the good news. I mean, this is all good, but let me tell you the best news. Is that your standing before God is not determined on the quality of your decisions. You know, your life will be better if you make wise choices. But your salvation is not dependent on those choices. But your, your salvation, your standing before God is all based and rooted in the goodness of God. Now, I'll tell you how good he, he is. He sent his one and only son to die for you, to take away your sin. All the things that you plowed headfirst into, he came so that you could be forgiven of that, that he would clothe you with his righteousness so that when you stand before God, he doesn't see, he doesn't see the sin, he just sees the righteousness of his son. And you've got a choice in this. You can choose... To say, I think I'm going to stand before God on, on my own two feet. I'll stand before God based upon my own righteousness. Because I think I've been pretty good. I think I've done some pretty good stuff. And so I think he'll be pleased with me. 
And I'm going to tell you, that's foolish. <laughs> that's, that's really foolish. The wisest choice you can make would be to humble yourself before the Lord and say, would you be my Savior? Would you take away my sin? And then to surrender to him as Lord. Say, you just have your way. I want, I want my life to be about what you want it to be. I want to be who you call me to be. That's why the gospel, the word gospel, means good news. This is all good news for us. I pray that you make that choice. Just say, I want, I want the Lord, I want Jesus as my Savior. I want to surrender to him as my Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for the, the wisdom that we've studied over the last few weeks. Thank you for your word that just is challenging. It's convicting. Sometimes I feel like I'm being lifted up. Other times I feel like my toes are kind of being stepped on. But it's all, it's all this process of you refining me. And would you continue to do that in us? Would you burn off the stuff that is just taking up space in our lives? Purify us so that we can be, that we can be authentic that we can be children of God. Help us to be real people. But help us to be rooted in Jesus. I thank you for loving us enough that you, you continue to, to keep working on us. You, you don't give up on us. Help us to be committed to that too. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. I'll see you next weekend. <laughs>